Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And here's the deal, guys. This is kind of crazy. This is episode number 297. Um, I usually don't keep track of stuff like this, but sometimes whenever I'm going through and just making sure the podcast is posting everywhere... Um, sometimes you get to see, oh, look, this is how many episodes you have and all that stuff. We're approaching number 300, number 300. What a milestone four years in. Um, and you know, every single year we just add on and we do more, uh, we're going to do whatever it is everybody wants out there. But episode number 300 is approaching and guess what? That's going to be Sunday night's episode. And I've got a lot of good news for there. I see the countdown crew, um, people showing up. I love it. Appreciate it. We've got a big one, a big giveaway this week, and I'm going to tie it to a review that was left by Liquor Man Miller, uh, awesome name, by the way, on iTunes, and what we're going to do today, we're going to go through injury updates, we're going to go through the entire offense, we're going to show you Kyle Shanahan clips, clips from Nick Mullen's press conference, we're going to show you film, and we're going to talk through and answer all your questions as always, just make sure you at me, at John Chapman if you're joining us live. But we've got a lot. We're going to be here for a while, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but before we get to that, you know, we've been doing this thing where you leave a five-star review on iTunes, 
and you tell us your story about how you joined the faithful. And, you know, a big reason why we started this, one, just because I'm addicted to the history of the faithful. It's beautiful. But the community grows during that process. And we have jumped the 49ers Rush podcast has jumped from number eight. We used to be number one. We were number one for a year and a half. But we dropped down when we switched companies, whatever. Uh, but we're at, we're at eight when we started this. Now we're up to five. Uh, so we've already jumped up as far as the 49ers podcast rankings on iTunes. So I really appreciate that. That helps us a lot. Uh, sponsors and just... Um, you know, getting more downloads, things like that. So thank you to that. And listen to this awesome story to Liquor Man Miller's story. I want to say his name as many times as possible because it's just an awesome name uh, because it's going to tie into episode number 300. Here we go. When he was in 1978, his dad was from South Bend, Indiana, and, you know, living in Indianapolis growing up, he remembered watching his dad in the championship game, Joe Montana, Notre Dame versus USC, and my dad said, quote, do you know who that is, son? That is Joe Montana, end quote. Man, you just feel it, right? You go back all those years, and you feel it. Uh, let's just say I haven't looked back ever since. I followed Joe to the 49ers, and I think you would all agree uh, you're affected greatly with sports when you're that young. He was only seven, and he watched all the success uh, with him and Jerry Rice. He stayed with it through the Jeff Garcia, and he's just part of the faithful. We all get brought in a different way, and but once you're here, you're here. The greatest fan base in football, no doubt, all of sports. I, I mean, faithful then, faithful now. And I freaking love it. I absolutely love it. And it's 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 really interesting, too, because here's the deal. And he goes on to say a lot of nice things. I really do appreciate the kind words, uh, Mr. Miller. Uh, he says, thank you, John, for all that you do for diehard 49ers fans. Listen as much as I can with my busy work uh, schedule. Appreciate the effort you put in. Thank you so much. So head over there if you want to share your story. Go to iTunes. Leave a five-star review. Tell. I don't care how long it is. Uh, this is yours, and I want to be able to share that story. So thank you so much. But here's how it ties into episode number 300. I've reached out to our sports memorabilia partners, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia, and they hooked us up with the best jersey I've ever seen in my entire life. It is an autograph-signed goat jersey, Joe freaking Montana, and it's the black new one, the official Nike NFL jersey, autograph hand-signed. Uh, we're giving it away for free for free <laughs> Sunday's uh, podcast. Here's what you got to do. You guys are already subscribed, so you're good there. Just go to Twitter and retweet the pin tweet on there. You'll see the it, it's my pin tweet. So if you go to at JL underscore Chapman, click on my profile, it's going to be the first thing you see. You'll see the jersey there. I got pictures of it, the front and the back. Retweet that with a GIF. That's it. And you're in. We're going to announce it live after the game against the Eagles this Sunday. Man, you're talking countdown crew giveaway here in a couple of days. We're talking free jersey. This is a $350 jersey that they hooked us up with. So thank you for all your sports memorabilia needs. Head over to Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. They will take care of you. But, man, uh, lots of exciting things going on. And, you know, I see the questions coming in already. And we're going to get to the questions. And we're going to work our way through this. But we've got to start with injuries because, good Lord, <laughs> there is a lot. And Kyle Shanahan started yesterday sharing exactly what's going on, and he lists through as he starts every single press conference. Uh, now, for some reason, they don't start the YouTube channel in time, so you always miss the first sentence. He's talking Jordan Reed, but he circles back. So here we go. Kyle Shanahan on all the injury updates we need to know about. 
as far from the other guys uh, who didn't play. You know, D4, no, no issues. I mean, nothing's changed. I'm dealing with the same stuff there. Um, don't expect to have him this week. Um, Garoppolo, um, same thing. We'll see how he is on Wednesday. Um, Greenlaw, um, quad contusion, still don't plan on having him this week. Kittle, we'll see how he is on Wednesday. Mostert and Witherspoon also in the same boat. Go ahead. And so there's so many different issues. I mean, that's a season's worth of injuries. And we're going to talk, dive into a handful of those. Um, number one is D4. D4 is not coming back for a while. Uh, they're probably going to announce that he's going to be on short-term IR this week. I wouldn't be surprised, and I hate to say this, I don't think he's going to play again. I don't think he's going to play again for the 49ers this year. I wouldn't be shocked if he retired. Now, I don't have a source to confirm that. That's just my own personal opinion. It's bad. Once you get knee, <laughs> calf, Achilles, back, neck, all those things, they just keep adding up, adding up. I don't know. I hope that he comes back. It would be a great, great thing for him to come back. But the injuries are there. Now, the positive things. There are so many 49ers, so many 49ers that could come back. So many. Um, you know, and it starts right off there with Debo Samuel. Got to get this guy back. He hasn't practiced. Today, Wednesday, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, I'm new here. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday will be his very first practice since Super Bowl week. That's how long he's been out. Now, he's in shape, right? So he's got the messed up foot. Uh, the Jones fracture, and he's he's in complete shape. You can work out with the Jones fracture just fine. So sprinting, all that stuff. The issues that you have, though, is the cutting back and forth and putting all the weight on top of that broken foot. That's where that the problem is. So there's a strong chance you could have Debo out there Sunday. Now, we won't find out till probably Thursday or Friday because he's going to have to go through a practice. He's going to have to sleep show up the next day, go through a practice, and then see if swelling, any type of inactivity happens. If that's the case, you got to sit them down. You got to sit. You can't rush them back. And the 40 hours offense is proven. We're going to be just fine. Yeah, it'd be great to have Debo back this week. It'd be great to every team in the NFL wants a Debo. But you don't have to rush it back. It's just not what you need to do. And, you know, he went in just a little bit further, Kyle Shanahan did, on Debo Samuel. Here he is right here on Debo. Should get him out there practice Wednesday. I know he's been chomping at the bit to get back. Um, I know he's really um, made a lot of progress here in these last um, 14 days. Uh, so I know he's pumped to practice. I mean, he, um, I know he's pumped to play. Uh, well, we'll see how he is. I know he's conditioned right. I know he's healthy. I know he's feeling good. Um, but Wednesday will be his first time in a football practice since – um, Super Bowl week of last year. Um, so we got to take that into account also. So we'll see how he goes and how he does in these three days, and then we'll evaluate that at the end of the week. And so you've got some good there. Uh, there's no doubt about that. There's a lot of good there. Excitement, man. It's funny. And, you know, I went back as soon as Debo's injury happened and the timetables get put out there and all those things. I said, week four, that's what I claimed, you know, week four, week five, that's whenever he's, don't go on the road trip. Looked like he was going to come back week one, re-flared up, put him on IR, rightfully so. Now we get to see him. Gosh, I hope he comes back this week. I'd probably, if I had to put a percentage, I'd probably say a 60-40. 60% he plays this week, 40% waits one more week, one more week. Um, now, other players that might be coming back, you got to talk Jimmy G, baby. Here's Kyle Shanahan. He wasn't, you know, he didn't have, we thought maybe he had a slight chance at the end of the week to come out there and um, see how we could do it on Friday, and we didn't get to that point. So 
Uh, we'll see how it is this week. I know he's doing a lot better now than he did last week, but I'm still not sure about Wednesday. I know he needs these two days um, to keep rehabbing, and uh, we'll evaluate it then. And so this is the one that's up in the air, and I can see the comments uh, from Raymond. You know, we'll get to all the questions at the end, but this one just applies here. Please, t- Raymond says this. Please tell me you're not on the bandwagon of Mullins over Jimmy G. 100% I am not, okay? Do I love Nick Mullins? Yes. Do I wish I had a daughter that could marry Nick Mullins? Yes, I do. I don't have a daughter, and I think Nick Mullins is already married because you always see him with his wedding ring on, and he's cleaning stuff up out there on the field all the time, so you know he's got a wife that's trained him. Um, but I love Nick Mullins. I am so glad he's our backup quarterback. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, uh, backup quarterback in the NFL. It, probably in that kind of 20 to 25 range of quarterbacks, If you, it, to be honest with you. He, I would take him over so many starters out there. Um, that's just, I mean, I, I'd, I'd much rather have Nick Mullins than Baker Mayfield as my starter, and that's not even close. Uh, I know there's a lot of Baker Mayfield fans out there, not in this room currently, but whatever. Jimmy G's the quarterback. Um, he, the ceiling is just insanity. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from Nick Mullins, and later on in this episode, we're going to go through the grades, we're going to go through the numbers, how he held up against the blitz, what's they blitzed him a lot. Um, we're going to go through all those things, and it's not anything taken away from Mullins. He's great. The ceiling for Jimmy Garoppolo is incredible. It's the highest. Uh, it really, really is between the two. You, you know, take a step back and look at Mullins. He's four and five as a starter. He's four and five as a starter with the exact same squad that Jimmy Garoppolo is what twenty six and five as a starter, and so you, you, again, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's our quarterback. I understand people always want to have a quarterback debate and all that stuff, and it's a great thing because that means you have a quality backup. Uh, it's it's just what it is. Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off his best game as a pro. That first half again it was against the Jets, but he was injured with nobody else out there, and he was incredible. Now, another player that's, this is probably the worst news of the episode. I didn't want to lead with it. I don't like to be a negative guy, uh, but that's Jordan Reed. He's going to be out for quite a while. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Great. Oh, I was really happy with Jordan. Um, got a little late start with us, and especially in a short offseason. Eased him in there the first game, but did great in his 10 plays that he got. Uh, I thought he was one of the best players on the field in the second game, and um, he was coming out strong in this game, and it was going to be a huge part of that. And had an unfortunate injury, uh, recovered from the ankle there in the end zone, but ended up um, spraining his MCL, I believe, um, when he came back for that catch that he hit where they got him a little bit low on. But I know he's disappointed, but um, not discouraged. You know, I think he was really liking where he was at. This isn't it's something that's going to take some time. Um, you know, I'm just what they say, probably six to eight weeks. Um, which does take some time, so I know he's disappointed in that, but um, nothing that's going to affect him after that. He'll, he'll hit his rehab hard, and um, hopefully we can weather the storm while he's gone, and he'll come um, back to a good team. You know, it, here's what's crazy is he was a top three tight end graded by pro football focus across all metrics. The dude was balling. We knew he was going to get injured eventually, and for the people saying, oh, he's just so injury prone. Yeah, he's injury prone with concussions. Sprained MCL on that turf. Uh, we've seen it, right? Uh, we've seen a lot of people get injured on that stupid turf at MetLife. But this is not an injury-prone thing. The guy came out and battled through the ankle after making almost a freaking circus catch, which should have been a touchdown. That was amazing. I mean, his foot was out of bounds, but uh, take that for what you will. But th- you got to move forward. 
So hopefully Kittle comes back this week. I fully expect it. He got two practices in last week. Kittle's playing this week. You know, I'm putting Kittle at about 95% uh, guarantee he's playing. I can't believe they kept him out for two weeks. But I'm glad that they did with the results that we had. So Kittle's going to be back. No doubt about that. Roz Dwelly, the duct tape of the 49ers. He's going to be back as well. And then you still have Charlie Warner, but he has struggled. Um, very, very bad. Uh, very bad is being kind. So the 49ers make a very savvy move today. They claim a player off of a practice squad, a player we all know. They go get your boy, Daniel Helm. Tight end slash fullback slash switch utility knife slash tough guy, whatever. And they sign him to the active 53. So you put Jordan Reed on IR. That frees up a spot. You go claim Daniel Helm off of the Bucks practice squad. And so he counts now as our 53, whether or not he's active this week. But he's been with the 49ers for a year and a half uh, in his career. So he knows the system. He'll be able to step in. But it does show you there's still that little bitty doubt that George Kittle might not go. And if that's the case, you have to have three tight ends active in this offense. Now, my guess is if George Kittle is healthy and is active, Daniel Helm will be on the inactive list come game day when that comes out an hour and a half. But now you have that utility <laughs> kind of safety net, right? If you will, you've got a guy that can help you uh, in that situation. God, for, God forbid, you know, Kittle doesn't go and you're already out Jordan Reed. You still have those options. Um, so I think I think the 40 hours are going to be just fine. I, I really, really do. Now, what I want to do next is I want to jump over to some film. Here we go. Let's jump over here. Um, you know, I finished this this morning. So thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. It's insane. The amount of support that you guys have come through. Listen to all these people that joined our Patreon in the past 36 hours. Rick, Maria, Big Tone, Patrick, Zach, Dennis, Lamont, Matt, Alex, Niner, Sickness. I freaking love it. I love it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate all the support and, you know, the product that I put out there. I want to have pride in, and I want to make sure it's what everybody wants. <laughs> That's the goal. So this morning, um, we did a full breakdown of the offense, and we only got to halftime, and it was over an hour long. So I still got to do a whole nother offensive breakdown on the second half, and the defensive breakdown comes out tomorrow morning. So if you haven't joined us, please head over there, Patreon, uh, just patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. You'll see it there. Join us. You get everything. If you want to join and just check it out and cancel right afterwards, you're fine to do that. But once you join, you get hundreds of hours of film breakdown from last year to this year to draft stuff to everything. So there's a lot there. Now let's talk through... Um, again, as you guys see the plays there, let's talk through who performed the best this week. And we know a lot of them off the top of our heads, but let's allow pro football focus PFF to kind of guide our conversation with the top and lowest graded 49ers offensively tomorrow. We'll be back for some more. We do four episodes a week here. We'll be talking about the defense. So no doubt right at the very top, Nick Mullins, BDN baby with an 81.0 grade. Now, Kyle Shanahan talked about Nick Mullins and just how great he's been. And then we're going to even get to hear Nick Mullins talk about Nick Mullins and kind of what he went through this week. So here's Kyle Shanahan on his backup QB. Pretty much I look to you guys. I mean, uh, he was very efficient um, and made all the plays that were there and then made a number of plays that weren't there. Um, extended a few, um, had a few big third downs, uh, a few big second alongs. Um, he 
um, kept us on the field for a while and played tough and I uh, was very impressed with them. And each time I watch it, I feel stronger about that. You love it. You freaking love it. <laughs> Just the whole idea of having a backup quarterback that you can have this much faith and this much confidence in to go out there and just air the ball out during the game. Now, whenever we look at exactly how he responded during the game, um, one, he was just he was just so consistent in moving the ball. He only attempted two deep passes. He was one for two. Both of them were on the outside left, so outside the numbers to the left side of the field that traveled more than twenty yards. Um, so completed one of the one of. 50% of those for 26 yards. Where he does his damage is that intermediate range, which Kyle Shanahan loves, that 10 to 20-yard kind of cushion right behind where the zone settles. And a big reason why the 49ers quarterbacks are so good at that because they practice against a true zone defense every single week whenever it's ones versus ones. And so they they develop the the vision of where to attack behind those linebackers. And he did a hell of a job there. Now, he was blitzed 21 times. Now, he got sacked once, but he was better versus the blitz than he was when he wasn't blitzed. The, the dude has ice in his veins. He's tough as hell. He looks like an accountant out there. But whenever he's throwing the ball versus the blitz, he doesn't mind getting hit. He doesn't care at all. Uh, so many of these plays that you'll see, you know, on the screen, he does not flinch. And whenever you got these 300 pound plus defensive linemen coming right at Nick Mullen's face, dude, he just chills. He's B he, he, he's BDN for a reason. I, I think that's what I want to say. Now Mullins was asked, were you surprised about your performance? How'd you feel about it? Here's what he had to say. Really good. Uh, felt really confident in my preparation. And uh, you, Coach Shanahan talks about the buildup. You know, Wednesday you get the game plan, Thursday, third downs, and uh, it all builds up to Sunday. And uh, by Sunday, uh, you're just confident as can be and uh, just approached it, relaxed mindset, um, ready to go out and execute. And I um, thought we did a really good job as an offense and um, as of a team. Dude, the politician answer, baby. He. he they asked him, you know, how'd you do so well in this game? He talked about the team. He talked about the offense. He talked about the coach. He just, you move praise and you pass praise off. You accept blame. I believe that this is just one of the things that leaders do. You accept all of the blame and you pass on all of the praise. I freaking love it. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Um, and so absolutely great game there. He, he played amazing. You can go through the stats. Whenever you have a backup quarterback, Step in without your top two pass options, right? Debo and Kittle's out. Without your top two running backs, they're out as well. And you don't punt once on the road across three time zones? Jeez, 340 yards passing, no turnovers? Man, you, you can't ask for more than that. And another player that just lit it up completely, Jarek McKinnon. Oh my goodness, 75.3 grade. But... His rushing numbers aren't there because he was going against a loaded box, whatever else. But what he was able to do in the passing game is huge. Absolutely incredible. Pro Football Focus has him as the number two overall rated running back in the entire NFL. What's crazy is the number one rated running back, nobody would be able to guess it, Darrell Henderson. Now, PFF's kind of weird, but it does let you know these are players that have positive results playing and play out consistency 
and he's our number three option. He's not even the only running back that went ham. Jeff Wilson was the fifth ranked highest rated player. He had a great game. Um, so you have all of this talent there. There's so much going on, and we're only going to get better. There's strong chance Raheem Mostert comes back this week, very similar to Debo, where he's going to go out there Wednesday. He's going to test it out. We're going to know right away. And you're not in a rush. You're not in a rush. Not in a rush at all. If for some reason he has a hiccup, you just say, dude, we're going to wait, Mostert, 28-year-old running back. Just chill. Just wait and heal up. We've got three very, very capable running backs. You know, you talk about Jeff Wilson, who, golly, he looks like he could be a starter. Um, and then behind him is Hasty. Well, the 49ers protected Hasty, so he was not claimed this week. He couldn't be claimed because the 49ers kind of, they, they kept him safe this week. We'll have to see what happens. I'm glad that they did. I really do think uh, Seattle, you know, they, they lost a running back. Seattle would have claimed him. Somebody would have claimed him. Um I just, I, I just think it would have happened. So very, very happy that we were able to protect him. Uh, we're, hopefully we get to see more of him. But if we do get Mostert back, Tevin Coleman's going to be out probably another three to four weeks minimum. But Mostert could, will be back this week or next week. You know, Hasty will stay down on the practice squad if that's the case. If we're without Mostert, Hasty's going to be back up again. Now staying with the top-graded players, Trent Williams, so many positive plays. He didn't give up one pressure. He didn't give up one pressure. Neither offensive tackle. Mike McGlinchey tied with Jeff Wilson as the fifth highest rated player with a 70.7. He didn't give up a pressure. Mike McGlinchey had two terrible games to start the year. Not terrible. He had some bad moments. Um, one play I saw in the first half where he overset and got put on his back, but Daniel Brunskill was able to come in and decleat the guy before he hit Nick Mullins. Uh, really, really fun play. I'm excited to, uh, you know, again, if you're on Patreon, you'll hear me high pitch voice Chapman get really excited on that one, but I'll put it out there on Twitter for sure. Um, but the offensive line on the outside is doing incredible. Interior, not so much. I mean, we'll kind of get to that in a second. Roz Dwelly, you know, I talked about him. The duct tape of the 49ers. He just makes everything work whenever we're broken. Um, can't believe how great of a player he is. He had 64 snaps, possible 77. He was out there a lot. Um, I Now with Jordan Reed out, we're kind of back to the 2019 tight end rotation. Um, well, actually, that, that's not true because to Toilolo's not here, and Toilolo outsnapped. Roswelli, whenever Kittle was healthy. So I am curious to see what that's going to look like. I really hope that they give him some more snaps and trust him in the passing game because he's proven to be a very valuable asset. Um, you know, he's not going to go get the separation or be the red zone target that Jordan Reed was, but he doesn't have to be. He's definitely, he had the highest grade of any player on either team in pass blocking. I mean, the dude was just lights out. Um, he was everywhere. So good job by Ross Dwelly and Brandon Ayuk, man. The first round pick that we traded up for that fits Kyle Shanahan's system perfectly to a T. He balled out. It, you can see the clip if you're watching on YouTube right here, the end of round. He got the ball twice on the very first drive. End of rounds. Finding a way to get your rookie some confidence. Finding a way to get him into the game plan. And then you transfer, you know, you you fast forward to the second half, and the dude just balled out. 101 total yards, you know, receive, uh, had the, the rushing touchdown, uh, led the team in targets, receptions, yards. That's stuff you dream of. 
and the dude did it, and it was incredible. Um, now, here's Kyle Shanahan's words on how his rookie first-round wide receiver did. I, mean, I don't think you ever – and you don't take guys just to hand the ball off to them, you know? I mean, the same thing with Debo. Um, but when they are physical runners, when they have the speed to do it, um, and they compete while doing it, um, it's always a good bonus. And Debo, someone who is as good as we've as I've been around at doing that last year, um, Ayuk showed that a lot in his college tape. Whether it was just catching the ball and running after the catch, or getting some handoffs, and he's been really good in practice with us so far too. So uh, it's good to have a few guys out there you can choose to do it and do it with. And I think we have more than just those two also. It, 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 that's a thing. It's all of this versatility, right? Super hot word for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And you can do those things. And, man, what is this place going to look like with Kittle, Debo, Ayuk? What's that going to look like? That There's so many options, not to mention your running backs. And then, hey, guess what? In two months' time, we get Jordan Reed back. We won't be able to see this offense at full potential until we get to week 10. We're, we're, we're still in beginning stages, yet the offense is carrying this team. Um, it's been incredible. Defense doing a great job as well. Uh, not trying to talk bad about the defense whatsoever. Uh, we'll dive deeper into that. But whenever you go back and you put up back-to-back -back 30 points, that's huge on the road. I don't care who you're playing. Now, let's talk about some of the lower-graded players opposite the flip side of this. Lakin Tomlinson had a bad game. Probably his worst game since he joined the 49ers. And he still had some great run blocks. And he still had some great pass protections. But he did get beat up interior-wise. And we knew that was going to be the case. The 49ers have struggled for years with interior pressure. You're playing against the Giants, who are a very poor team. However, their interior is amazing. Their three interior players were great. And they took advantage of that. So, Lake and Tomlinson had a bad game. Kyle Juszczyk. They graded really low, which was a little weird. He did miss a couple blocks, but he shouldn't have been that low. I didn't like that. Charlie Warner was towards the bottom as well. Daniel Brunskill, um, he's he's just struggling. But though I will say this. Going through the film, there are more positive plays from Daniel Brunskill as opposed to weeks one and two. So he's still having a hard time sticking to his run blocks. He's, he always gets where he's going to go. He's probably one of the most mobile guards in the NFL, he can get there. He 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 knows what he's supposed to do. The problem is he doesn't stick. <laughs> he's not sticking to his blocks. And so he's making contact. He's driving. But at the point of contact, whenever the running back cuts through his gap, he gets bench pressed off. And then that player is allowed to make a play. He's just not sticking. So you're kind of working on the phase three of an offensive run game blocking, which he's that's where he's having his problem. Trent Taylor and Dante Pettis round out the bottom five. Dante Pettis got eight snaps, and they were meaningful snaps too. Um, you know, he got in there in the second quarter. I don't know why, but uh, that happened. <laughs> I, I wish we, we need to get off that. Uh, now, we do have to talk about, and I'm sure this is going to be in here, we got to talk about special teams. Special teams is bad. Um, and it wasn't just the long snapper. I understand. Yeah, the long snapper was bad. Kyle Nelson, four bad snaps out of five. Um, yeah, bad. It was terrible. Also, awful up front. Um, our wings on both um, both of our wings, who we had, Roz Dwelly, and then we also had Eric Armstead. They played very, very poor. Now, it got fixed a little bit late, but, man, we should have had two kicks blocked in this game. 
Um, one of the kicks should have been blocked because of the protection, and one or two of the kicks should have been blocked because of the snap. So how do the 49ers handle that? Well, here's Kyle Shanahan, and it doesn't sound like great news for Kyle Nelson, but here we go. I saw a chance to talk to him a little bit today. I mean, he, I know how down Kyle um, is. I knew I knew how down he was, and uh, he just came up to me today and just apologized and stuff. And, um, you know, it, it was an unfortunate game for him. Kyle's had an unbelievable career. Uh, he's been a great 49er. He's been a great teammate. I mean, I've, I've loved Kyle in these three years. I've got to know him, and he's been great for us. So um, I know it was a really bad day. Um, I, I just told him that, you know, fortunately, it didn't cost us anything. You know, we were able to um, – it wasn't an issue in the game because of how the rest of the game went. We were able to skip, to, 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 to still get a W. Um, but he understands this business. He understands um, how the league works. And we're going to bring in some guys tomorrow, work them out. We'll, we'll see how they look, and then we'll decide what's the best for us going forward. You know, when when Kyle Shanahan says we're going to bring in some more guys tomorrow, he wasn't joking. Four long snappers were brought in today to compete. Now, my guess is none of them will be signed, and Kyle, Kyle Nelson's going to get another shot this week. Um, if he has another struggling week, then I think it's done. We pay our, our long snapper pretty dang good, actually. Um, you know, Justin school came in the very last one and snapped, which was, you know, he did decent. There wasn't a lot of velocity on there. I used to coach long snappers and I was a long snapper. Uh, I love the whole long snapper, whatever. But anyway, the whole idea is this, it's not enough to get it back there. You've got to get it back there quick. And whenever you time that snap, especially in the punt game, that's huge. And so you've got to find somebody that can do that. You know, the question was asked, why don't you just get Justin school to do it? Well, you can't do that. One, Justin school's not one of the top 32 long snappers in the NFL. Two, he's also your backup swing tackle. If he gets hurt, now your special teams and your offense is kind of screwed. So you don't want to do that. Every team in the NFL designates one of their 53-man roster spots to the long snapper. Um, and again, if you want your kid to make it in college and get a scholarship, you teach him long snapping. I'm telling you right now, teach him long snapping. Uh, he'll have a spot no matter what, even if he's a walk-on. If you can long snap... They're going to find a spot for you somewhere. That's just what it is. So there's some good, there's some good, there's some bad, there's some stuff to work on offensively for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um, now, before we get to our offensive ranks after three weeks, um, I do want to take a quick minute just to say thank you to our sponsors, my bookie. We hit big this weekend if you bet with us. We are now plus 62 after three weeks. We're making 20 bucks a week, and we're betting small fries. <laughs> some of you guys, I know some of my listeners let me know. They double up and triple up the bets that I suggest. Any bet we talk about on here, um, I put my own money on, and here's a word from my bookie. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means... You put in $100, they're going to give you $100. 
rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, mybookie. All right, we'll have our bets. Uh, not quite sure if I want to bet the Thursday night game or not. I just don't like betting Thursdays. Uh, usually, if I do, I bet super, super small. Uh, just Thursday games are just wacky anyway. But I'll let you guys know tomorrow. I'm going to dive into that. Uh, and then we'll have our bets of the week. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Friday or Saturday episode when we do our full scouting report and predictions. Uh, But thank you for betting with us there. Now let's go over some offensive ranks. You know, there's about 20 different statistical categories that the NFL measures uh, for offenses and defense, and it, it changes every week. I love how quickly they update it. But here's the best things about the 49ers offense. We'll do defense tomorrow. Number one, turnovers. Man, go back to 2019 when everybody was like, gosh, how great would we be if we just stopped turning the ball over? Well, guess what? We're second in the NFL in fewest turnovers. We've had one. One turnover. That's it. And that was when our quarterback got drilled as he was throwing it, tipped pass off uh, one of his right, Jarek McKinnon's hands to be intercepted. We're, we're protecting the ball. Three and outs don't exist on this offense, no matter who's back there and no matter who we got out there at the skill positions. So that's great news. We're fourth best in the NFL at rush touchdowns. We have five rushing touchdowns. And again, don't have our top two guys out there week three. Don't have them. Offensive line hasn't been great. And every single team we have played, all three weeks, they're stacking the line of scrimmage. 
there's a big reason why we're getting man-to-man coverage on the back end. It's because we're playing against seven, eight, nine-man boxes. You go to the Jets, ten-man boxes. But we're still running the ball effectively. You know, one of the things in a Kyle Shanahan offense, you got to run the ball. Rush attempts add up. That key number is always 30. If we hit 30 rushing attempts, we're going to win the game. Almost always. Uh, we're eighth best in third down conversion rate, 47%. That's very, very good. Um, we did, we're awful week one. We were great week two. We were great week three. So, you know, one bad week, two good weeks. So you love that you're trending in the right direction. We're 10th in rush attempts at 89. And that lets you know, again, three games, three times 30, that's 90. Let you know how close we were to win in week one. So close. Could you imagine the headlines, the narratives? If the 49ers did win week one, we lost everybody, and we're still 3-0. and I love the fact that we're not getting media attention nationally, how we're dropping in all the power rankings despite winning back-to-back games by over 18 points. I love that. Go ahead. Allow everybody else. This is just rinse, repeat from last year. We don't want the respect. We're the pretenders, remember? <laughs> Let us be that. That's fine. This is a damn good football team. And I understand with the way we felt week two was, oh, the sky is falling. Oh, no. What's happening here? Is it over? It's not over. It's not over. The 49ers' best football is ahead. It's ahead of where we are now. Um, 11th in total points. I think that's going to pick up a little bit. Now let's talk negatives. There's really only two things. Um, they haven't converted a fourth down conversion. They're 0 for 2. So that's 0%. That's going to put them dead last. But man, we didn't even have that many third downs week three. We were converting on second down. (laughs) So that's going to get corrected. And then we're 21st on first downs overall with only 64. That's it. Every other statistical category we are above better than 16. We're better than the average. And so th- there's so much there where the 49ers just have, they have what it takes. Th- this is a winning football team, period. And as, as long as they continue down this path and they don't shoot themselves in the foot and then you get back some of those playmakers and you add in some of those explosive plays, it's going to be scary. The 49ers are going to win a different way in 2020. It's not going to be with the defense, even though the defense is still good. It's going to be with the offense. All right, let's jump to some questions here. I'm going to scroll through uh, the questions. Make sure you at me at John Chapman. Raymond, oh, I love it. Um, oh, this is from Matthew H. Sorry about that. I already read Raymond's. Uh, went over 5,000 on YouTube subscribers today. Woohoo! Thank you, Matthew. That is correct. The 49ers Rush Podcast. What? Uh, we got something going on here, man. We're, we're cooking. So appreciate all the support. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't yet. Hit that like button. That helps us as well. Uh, Anita, I love this. Please talk about Mullins picking up the pylons after the touchdowns. It's so funny. It really is. And whenever you find people, you know, the NFL, you have to understand, you know, the people that make it to the NFL were the best ever in middle school. They were the tallest kids ever. They were the strongest, the fastest, the most athletic. They were, you know, the best player ever to come out of every one of their high schools. They go to college. They're the best at that college. They're all this, you know, notoriety, all that stuff. Then they get drafted, and that's predominantly the people in the NFL. And you get these guys that are so proud and all. It's not a bad thing. But whenever you get a guy <laughs> like Nick Mullins, who was undrafted from a small school, Southern Mississippi, kind of flew under the radar, and, you know, doesn't get drafted, makes a practice squad, 
injury, 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 starts to compete, then just dominates whenever he comes in. It's pretty cool. Um, whenever you find somebody, I you know, I tweeted this out. Am I the only one that thinks Alex Smith and Nick Mullins are related? Because they sure as hell should be. They're just two of the guys that just do everything right. Um, now, one of them was the first overall pick, and one of them was undrafted. But the mindset is there. Um, and so I, I just think it's awesome. I, I really, really do. It's, it's amazing whenever you look at the mindset and just kind of who he is at all times. And the, the 49ers, Kendrick Bourne, he was the one that forced him over there. He started calling him to pick up the pylon. Like, it, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Niner by nature, will Jimmy play this week? I think he will. I really do. I, I'd say probably 75-25 he plays. Um, I, I think he's going to be out there. I, I do think he is. Real quick, from Nick, love this question. Are you more concerned about our our offense or our defense versus the Eagles. Not concerned about either. Um, really, really not. You know, what the Eagles were, they're built very similar to the 49ers. They invest everything on the, you know, the offense and defensive line, financial and draft capital. Well, they've lost three all-pro players on the offensive line. Um, their defensive line is old, and they've lost two players on the defensive line. Their quarterback has all the talent in the world, but he's trying to make explosive plays that aren't there, and he doesn't check the ball down. He wants to go for the home run play all the time. You can't do that against this 49ers defense. Um, again, I'll be breaking down. We'll have a full episode and you know scheme and all that kind of stuff. Not really worried about either. The Eagles are not a good football team. Um, they were super, super de deep, but they have had so many injuries. And... <laughs> They have one of the worst linebacking cores in the NFL because of the injuries, and they allow the most receptions to the tight end position. Welcome back, George Kittle. Uh, he's got to be pretty excited, man. He's got to be pretty excited. Oh, I like this question. Here we go. Um, from Niner by Nature, how long did it take you to get your podcast off the ground? Yeah, we're going on four years now. Um, you know, I didn't do video for the first handful of times, and my podcast sucked. For probably 100 episodes. Some of you guys are like, it still sucks. You're not wrong. Uh, we are constantly trying to improve here. But, you know, starting right before last year, before the Niners took off, um, it just started to gain a lot during draft season as we dove into all the draft prospects. And, man, it just it's, – it's consistency. I really think that's it in its relationship. I, I don't think a lot of people come here – for my takes on the 49ers or even really for football knowledge or whatever it, it's it, this it's developed into a community um i really think it is it starts on twitter um and it goes through these live episodes and it just builds uh, i don't know it's organic i think and a lot of hard work goes in the back end and it's not just me we've got an amazing team here with a lot of people supporting us um but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. And I want it to keep growing. I really do. I, I don't want this just to be, I'm not content with where it is. And almost all the great ideas I've that we've implemented have come from people saying, hey, why don't you do this? And then I just do it. I figure out what it is and we, we go live. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I still don't think we're where we should be though. Um, I it, it does kind of bother me that we are the fifth ranked uh, 49ers podcast uh, on iTunes. That bothers the hell out of me. It's just... I listen to all of the other podcasts. They're friends of mine and colleagues that I talk to on the phone and all that stuff. I love those guys. However, I'm prideful. Um, I don't know of anybody that puts as much work into this 
I'm sure there are people out there, and I know it shouldn't be a competition. It's just who I am. It's who I am. All right, here we go. Next question. Can we win our division with all these injuries? Hell yes, we can. Now, it doesn't help that we're in the toughest division in all of the NFL. Here's what's crazy. After you know the Ravens lost, the 49ers have the best point differential in the entire NFL. Number one, all 32 teams, we have the best point differential, despite all the injuries that we do have. Now, if you look at just the NFC West, Good God, <laughs> that's four quality teams. That is four great teams. Russell Wilson, you know, obviously uh, we're tied for second with a 2 on one record. Actually, we're in last because we don't have the same conference record or divisional record. So we're actually, we're in last place right now as a 2 and one team. Meanwhile, the Washington football team doesn't even have a damn mascot, barely got one win. They're in the playoffs if the playoffs started today because the NFC East is complete garbage. Uh, the worst division in pro sports. And can we make the playoffs? Yes. Can we win the division? Yes. Russell Wilson, though, through three games, and I hate the dude. I, I don't like him. But he's playing better as a quarterback so far than any quarterback. If he continues this, it'd be the greatest season ever for a quarterback. Um, the dude is averaging five touchdowns a game passing. It, now, they're not a complete team. They have no defense whatsoever. So what are they going to do uh, whenever Russell Wilson can't put up, you know, 40 points a game? We'll have to see. But there's no doubt in my mind. The 49ers are good enough to win this division. They are, even though it's the best division in football. 49ers are a pretty damn good football team. Um, so coached, more depth than anybody out there. And we're getting everybody but Bosa back. So the injuries are bad. But we're getting them all back. Bosa's gone. Solomon Thomas is gone too, but I don't think that's... I don't think that's a negative. I hate to say that. Uh, yeah, he was a depth piece. He took up snaps, but whatever. Uh, Bosa hurts. There's nobody else that could be Bosa. D Ford, I don't think he comes back. That hurts. But, man, Deion Jordan balled out. You know, We've got some guys that are going to have to step up. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's just what it is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from David, Jimmy or Mullins, it's Jimmy G. Not even a question. I, I bet you even if you ask Mullins, um, I, I think he would say the same thing. So uh, you take that for what you want. But no, it's it's 100% Jimmy G. Just understand that. That's all there is. Uh, from Niner Drag, here we go. Can our D-line rotation we have right now get better and compete with the elite and make it a final dance? Yes, we can. Once Ronald Blair gets back, we've got to have another edge piece. Kerry Hyder is turning into a very formidable player. He's a quality starter. But you need a third defensive end. Right now we just have two. Now, you can say, all right, well, what about Ziggy Ansah? He played okay. What about Deion Jordan? He played really, really well. No. You need to have another guy, and I think that's what's key. You, you got to get Ronald Blair. Ronald freaking Blair. I, I can't say it enough. It's Ronald Blair. It's going to be Ronald Blair. That guy is going to have to step up and make some money. He's on a one-year deal, prove-it deal, coming off of his injury. He is going to be key. And then the next one, probably, you know, week 10 or so, Julian Taylor. Once we get him back, I expect him to be starter quality. And I, I, I really think that he's going to be a guy that could play on the outside. So, yes, this D-line can get us there. there. We still have a top 10 defensive line in the NFL. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Now, are we the best defensive line in the NFL that we had before the season? No, unfortunately. Um 
We don't have that, but I still think we're kind of in that top 10 range. That's just what it is. Uh, from Michael, do, do your thing number 27 or Pettis will be in the side of... No, I don't think so. Uh, do I think Dante Pettis or number 27 will be on the be on the team at the end of the season? I don't think so. I don't think either one will. Um, I, I just don't see it. Uh, you got to move on from both of them. And once Richie James comes back, I wouldn't be surprised if Dante Pettis is inactive. Um won't be shocked at all. Um, he'll be a healthy scratch just like he was for the Super Bowl. Um, we'll see it again. Uh, from Tyson, if Mullins doesn't lose and Jimmy doesn't play very well when he comes back, do you think we would go back to Mullins? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, even if you look at week one, which Jimmy Garoppolo played relatively poorly on, um, even if he had that type of performance, I don't think you go back to Mullins. I, I just don't think. Can you win a Super Bowl with Mullins? Maybe. Um, I know you can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy. That's a rarity. There's not that many quarterbacks you can say that with. Jimmy got us there and outplayed Mahomes for three and a half quarters. Dominated. Mahomes was so bad. Go back and look at the stats that Patrick Mahomes had in three and a half quarters. It was like 50% passing rate, fumble, interceptions. I mean, he was trash. Jimmy was playing great. Then things changed. Um, so you've kind of seen it that he can do it all. He can do it all. There's not that many guys that could do that. And I, I think that's what, I, I think it's there. Uh, let's see here. Tommy, do you think Verrett will get another start opposite of Mosley if healthy? Yeah, he will. There's no doubt. It's not Akello. Akello hasn't proven, you know, Akello played one game. It was bad. Really one and a half. It was bad. Um, number 27 is not in the equation. It's going to be mostly, which once he clears uh, concussion protocol, he should should be fine. You don't know. Um, his history, uh, college programs, especially his that he went to, Tennessee, they cover everything up. You can look at Jalen Hurd and his concussions there, which is why he left Tennessee program, whatever. But Mosley and Verrett should be starting this week, and then you get Sherman back after that. Um, Sherman will come back. Uh, week five, but yeah, I want mostly out there. And then Akello as a backup, do not want 27 on the field. Uh, just don't want it. I just don't think it's going to happen. From Tyson, how big do you think Jordan Reed's absence will be during the gauntlet in our schedule? If we have Kittle, I don't think huge, but it's, it's, it's here. Here's what it's like. Okay. And maybe I'm the only person that's going to get this analogy. I love Chipotle. They're not sponsoring the show. I love Chipotle. But whenever I go to Chipotle and I pay extra for the guac, I'm dancing while I'm eating my damn burrito. And that's what he is. He's just that little extra that you got to pay extra for. And we don't have that right now. Um, so where's that extra flavor coming from, right? It's got to come from somebody else. And so we haven't seen Debo and Ayuk together. Perhaps some of that can work out. Trent Taylor's been almost non-existent. One catch for 20 yards. It was a big third down conversion. Um, on the first drive, but Trent Taylor's got to show up somewhere. Um, Roz Dwelly, if he can keep doing what he's doing, I mean, he played great. So look at when Jordan Reed went out of the game. We didn't have Kittle either. We just had Dwelly. That dude delivered. He delivered. Um, he delivered. So kind of take that for what you want. Um, but I, I really do think this offense can be better than it was last year. We scored the second amount of points in the NFL last year. Second, I think it can be better. I really, really do. Uh, and so consistent. I mean, we saw it. No punts. No punts in a whole freaking game on the road with a backup quarterback. 
without your top two receiving options. Yeah, top two running options. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are getting me. You're getting me fired up, people. You're getting me fired up. Um, but you know, you know, you kind of look at that, and I really do believe uh, this team. The injury scared us, and rightfully so. But that doesn't define who they are. This is a damn good football team. And if we don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be pissed because this is a playoff football team. Period. Period. Who who are you scared of, right? And this is what team out there are you like, "Oh, we can't compete with them." Really? We can compete with the Chiefs. We proved we we can. Now we don't have Bosa. Does that mean we can't compete with the Chiefs anymore? The Ravens? But they're not even in our division. So throw that out. You don't think we can compete with Seattle? With Green Bay? Good Lord. If we played Green Bay right now, we'd be favored by 20 points. And I'd still take us covering that. Seattle, you know that's going to come down to the fourth quarter no matter what. Nick Mullins, Jimmy G, no Kittle, with Kittle. That's coming down to the fourth quarter. Arizona, the last three times we played the Cardinals, it's come down to the last possession. Period. The Rams, good Lord. Come on, they don't even have a home field. <laughs> it, it, wherever we play the Rams, with fans, without fans... It's a road game for the Rams. They don't even have a location. They, they're they they're freaking, <laughs> they're the gypsies of the NFL. They move every freaking two years. They don't even know where they belong. There's nobody I'm scared of in the NFC. Nobody. The Saints, I think it'll be a tough game, but Drew Brees does not look like he has it. There's nobody I'm scared of. Which roster would you take over the 49ers in the NFC? Nobody's. Now, once you get into the Ravens, or the Chiefs, okay? Now you've got a debate, but again, their rosters are loaded because of their quarterback play. If you watch Monday night, the Ravens didn't look all that impressive. Yeah, they're a good damn football team, and Mahomes kind of did his thing, but the Chiefs roster is not near as good as the 49ers. just Mahomes does so much, so much extra. So you, you take that for what you want. The 49ers, damn, I'm not picking anybody over us. That's just, that's just, you watch the film, we'll have to see what happens, but even week one, it came down to the end, and we were playing some terrible football um, with a lot of people out. Wait till we're at full strength. Wait. Just wait. We're going to be all right. Uh, remember, head over to Twitter, retweet my profile thing for the Joe Montana jersey to enter in that. We're going to be giving away that, that on Sunday. Uh, appreciate you guys. Get your reviews in. Tell us how you joined the faithful so we can share that. Appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for all the support. Incredible. Can't believe we're getting close to three episode 300. Thank you guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.